All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slapped me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. He plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a beardo. Si, senor. I would like the pollo ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast, 22-2022 edition. First one. Scott? That year is a working year. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll get better as it as it goes along. Um, you already said it, Scott Weeby. Yeah, sure. Brian Shusko. All right, that is hopefully going to be the worst intro we we do in this entire calendar year. <laughs> I hope it sets the tone for the entire year's worth of whatever this podcast is going to be. <laughs> Too soon, which that's just perfect for whatever this is about to be. But I like what you're saying and where your head's at, Brian. Welcome. Gentlemen, we took a week off, and clearly we've forgotten how to do this. It, but here we are. Maybe more than a week, honestly. A little bit. Uh, about In a the week. festive fixture world, it, it could feel like four weeks. It was three game weeks. Yes, since since Christmas, three game weeks have occurred, and the third one's not even done yet. As we're sitting here, we are still in the midst of game week twenty one, which will conclude next week with some of the rescheduled fixtures. Uh, that were previously postponed. But we will get into all that. In fact, on this show, we are going to talk about when you should play your second half wild card. We're going to talk about what AFCON's going to do to your lineup and to ours over the next few weeks. And what we're basically, or mainly going to do, is just walk through what occurred in game weeks 19 through 21. Not too comprehensively, but just enough for us to talk about the things that matter most to us and what should matter to you as you continue, hopefully, to play FPL. That's a little bit of a teaser for what I'm about to talk about, if you know what I'm saying. But before we get into that, Dave, are you in any cups yet? Man, I've had the worst crap luck. I Look, I want it, I am in the top 100,000 of yeah. all FPL right now. Like, awesome. I've constantly been, Scott, I've had better discipline this year thanks to you constantly badgering me than I've ever had before and taking minuses. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I've had a little bit of luck and make some good decisions and, and just, you know, chalk it up to captaining Sala every week and you're fine. <laughs> and, and maybe that's the move for me. But anyways, I'm doing pretty good. In our mini-mini league, I'm currently second. I've, I've kind of battled my way up there. That's fantastic. I'm in the middle of a decent week this week. I'm, I'm sitting on a 54 and I got – Sufal, Bowen, and Antonio going to play along with James Ward-Prowse against Brentford. And he's on his, Scott, his... He's in the midst of his yeah, streak. He's in the middle say. of his streak, right? You know what? You're only getting his points because you have held firm. I am riding to JWP, right? It's a JWP. Yeah. 
uh, it's a JWP train right now, baby. I thought I was going to bring that up later, and it's so good to get this out of the way now <laughs> to say that you are on the JWP you owe yearly me. hot streak. You owe me all of the waiting. I have been trying to sell him, and yep. the bet has kept me true. So in the four, this is this is designed to teach you a lesson, listen, Dave. Listen, it's got five weeks out of the thirty-eight, and I'm in the middle of those five weeks right now. You're happy to own this guy, <laughs> and after this, I'll go back to whining and complaining about owning this guy the rest of the season. Yep. But all that being said, but if you don't have him during this month, you you're don't going. Get those you don't get the points at the end of the season when you look at his overall score and you say, "Scott, he's fifth overall in midfielder <laughs> scoring." Yeah, nobody gets those points unless they do what you have been required to do. No, for sure. I think nobody gets those points <laughs> for sure. For sure. <laughs> I just think that you could just say it. <laughs> You can just end the sentence at okay. points right there. Anyways, bottom line is no. Bottom I've had line some is you haven't luck. answered my question about the cups. Yeah, you're having a great season, but are you in any cups? Well, I lost the overall cup in game week match week 18. I was pretty disappointed about that. The Arsenal Cup, I won the first week, and then I lost the second week, 48 to 45. Mm. Dag on it. Uh, and that was the second week. 45 was a heck of a score in yeah. match week 20. And go back and look at everyone who's listening to, to this podcast. Go back and look at your score in match week 20. 45 was a decent score. Yeah. All that being said, Scott, I am currently in the USA Cup. I am going to probably win that. I'm up 50 to 35 at the moment. Actually, I have 54. I guess the, you know too much for the website to actually update itself. You took a negative four. I took a negative four, I guess, this week. Do you, do you know how I know that? Because my Same opponent thing. took a negative 28. And oh so what looked like gosh. a loss is actually a runaway win for me. Nice. Oh, amazing. So anyways, <laughs> I'm still up, and I'm going to win that. And then I'm also in a NBC Sports League Cup. Yeah. I didn't realize I was in. Well, I'm, up in that. Yeah. I'm up in that as well. So, All right. Well, very good. So, yes, I'm alive in a couple of cups. When is the Arsenal Cup underway? I, it's it's underway. That's why I lost. That's why oh, I'm lost so him. upset okay. about. All right. I won the first. I lost a, a nail biter, forty eight forty five. Got it. Okay. In match week twenty, I missed. What so I was, was yeah, I was disappointed with that. All right. So I asked that though because I wanted to lead into uh, Brian mm-hmm. and the cups that he's in. Dave, before you walked into the room and we started recording this, yeah. I said, Brian, which club cup are you in? Okay. Oh. Yes, I love where this is going. Because it's notorious that yeah. Brian has never chosen a club. Not well, officially. It, he likes Newcastle. We've nailed it down to three at this point. Newcastle, West Ham, West Ham and, and Tottenham. Yes. Spurs. He yeah. walked into the room with a new Spurs t-shirt on. Like, yeah. And, and he he kind of ripped his jacket yeah, open yeah, and then his flexed chest. his pecs up yeah. and down yeah. and said, get a load of this. I don't want yeah. any. I'm really glad we don't do a video <laughs> podcast so that no one can see what Dave's doing right now. Anyway... Dave, I asked him, what club cup are you in, Brian? And, and he, he said? Did, he did not know. <laughs> I had no idea. Had, Offhand, Scott, couldn't his, think of his it. His team is registered to a club Scott, of his choice as a fan, Scott, and he could not that remember. That couldn't have been the most – that honestly was the perfect answer. I know. It's just I ridiculous. Mean, it, so sure. he looked it up, and Brian, what is it? I am in the West Ham Cup. Thank you very wow. much. Okay. And uh, now – you did, because I questioned you when I saw yes. the, the Spurs shirt that you're wearing. Yeah, I love it. It's a very nice shirt, other than what it says on it. It says Tottenham Hotspur, but it's yeah. a very nice shirt. 
Yep. You're a connoisseur of good T-shirts. Yeah, I love it. I love the clean logo. Really nice shirt. For sure. No, no. It is, it's a good-looking T-shirt. Yep. Uh, you also got a, a hammer? Yeah, I'll wear that next week. Oh, okay. Yeah, I okay. love it. It's a great shirt. And I was disappointed. Also a great it, shirt. It does not have... And Michael Antonio. It is not a. It is not a. I. It is not a. a, 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 a like a big head drawing of Michael Antonio what, doing the Homer Simpson, um, run around on the ground like the circle. Uh, that circle dance cele- celebration yes. he did, or um, or walking around like he has giant testicles. Right. That's the that's that, the other dance. For I sure. And it's not a big head of Sioux Fall, in the front seat. Of a double-decker English bus. No, it is not that. Again, <laughs> it's also not if that. only we could have t-shirts for this podcast, all of these <laughs> would be amazing. Yes, it is also not uh, Thomas Socek's giant head uh, sticking out over the top of all the other hammers. But heads. with an asterisk at the bottom that says actual size. Yes. Yeah. It's um, not any of those oh things. Oh my gosh, these are amazing. <laughs> with, with all that said, the West Ham Cup hasn't started yet. Is that right, Brian? It has not. It is all scheduled right. to start in game week 23. Okay, so okay, there are, coming up. there's yep. three other cups, though, that I know that you at least were in at one point. Mm-hmm. Are you still in them? How's your how's So your I lost the been? overall cup. Okay. Uh, I lost my overall cup match right away. Um, I, all I see there is a giant L. It doesn't even, sh- does it show the score for you guys? If you win, is it only, a, it's on just it. the I think it only you, shows that if, if you, you win, click on it. yeah. So, um, and then the USA cup and the NBC sports league cup. Yes. It appears that I am still alive well in done. both of those. Okay. So. Excellent. I do like the, this expanded cup thing. Most of us don't have a chance to win our leagues anymore. Dave, you still do. But the rest of us don't. I don't know. League Diane is so far out there. I mean, you got the JWP train rolling. Now, so we'll she, see. I know she does not own JWP <laughs> and or Davidson Sanchez, right? As he got me at 15 this past week. Wow. So. Now that is, yeah, that is something else. Scott. Yeah. Yes, Dave. How are you doing in your cup matches? Still in all of them. Wow. Yep. Wow, that's impressive. And I'm currently ahead in all four for Game Week 21. <laughs> this is pretty noteworthy. This is this is not an easy thing to do. Yeah, I don't know that I've. I, I did do like last year. There was only the overall cup, right? The the, sure. the the expanded cup thing is new to this season. Last year, I think I had my best cup performance ever, which I think got me fourth round, like game week nineteen or twenty. I feel like about two years ago, three years ago, Brian, you made like seven, eight rounds. Like yeah, we, we I was were yeah kind of sweating it a little. Yeah, bit. I I got well into the spring. Yeah. Yeah, but which I, is crazy. I but it did not. It I forget it was. It's it's that you know how it compounds as the season goes on. You, the pressure, you know, the pressure builds each week because then all of a sudden it's like, well, Am I overthinking I'm not. This? I I need to pay attention to my actual team, you know, because I want to like actually do well. If I stay in the cup, fine or whatever. And then once you get like five wins in, it's like, holy crap. <laughs> Why is this still going? How did I not lose a, in a fluke one week? And right, then, yeah, sure. And then, yeah, then eventually that's... Yeah, happened. no, well said. That's, that's, that's awesome. Well, it'll be fun to see how this continues to progress as the winter ends and the spring takes over to the season's end. See how far into the uh, cup season we all can go. And if you're still in any of your cups, you want to tell us about your experience. Or if you have one of those... Bad luck situations like Dave described, we'd love to hear it. Reach out to us on social media. We will definitely take a look and uh, interact with you about that. Now, let's talk about what's happened since we last recorded. Again, Game Weeks 19 through 21 have been played. 
there's some things that I think are relevant to go through even now as we do a light recap of the whole works. Let me start with the first thing that happened. Before any holiday matches even started, there was what I think official FPL, at official FPL, wanted to be significant news that came out. But most of the people that I read and heard from, the response was mostly, meh which was the announcement that there's a second free hit chip for all FPL players so far this season. Now, Dave. Yes, that would have been nice to know going into the one week where I lost my overall cup to the guy who free hit on me. Hmm. That's fine. The only thing that anyone who maybe missed missed the memo on this, and we happen to be telling you about it somehow, is the only thing you need to know is that you can't play free hits in consecutive game weeks. There has to be at least one game week with your normal squad in between your two uses of the free hit this season. You, you want to know why? This is the only explanation on why that is. It's because the one computer that runs this whole thing <laughs> can't take it. It can't manufacture. It can't remember. Because remember, when you use your free hit, it reverts right back to what it was. It'd be way too much to ask this one single uh, mini computer to yeah. be able to remember like two weeks in a row it's to, true. to fall back. So, But Dave, you did something that surprised me. After this free hit, extra free hit became available. Yeah. You and I, for longtime listeners of this podcast, every year we argue ad nauseum about how the free hit's best used, right? Yes. I like to use it when the FA Cup is interfering with the schedule and restricts the matchups so that I can make sure I get a full 11 that plays. You like to use it on weeks where you can maximize double game weeks. Yes, and, and it's an ongoing argument. It's been three years in the making, and it, it'll continue on. This season, maybe there'll be a moratorium on that argument because if this season has gotten so weird with everything, it almost doesn't count. But you did something that shocked me. Okay. You used one of your free hits in game week 19. Yeah. You never free hit unless it's for doubles. But yeah. you did the Scott approach to the free hit in game week 19. So a cu- couple reasons. Yeah, I still believe that it's better to have two chances more than one. If you're if you're going to be playing uh, in in a certain set of match weeks, I will cede to you there is some merit that oftentimes the players, certain players that you think might, don't play either both games and or they might only come in as a sub for one. Yeah. So with that being said, you don't get the true mix of it. So yes, in game match week 19, I scored a 56. I free hit. I felt like it could have been a little bit better. I think that was the the week that Manchester City scored six. scored six, and I had Bernardo, so I got none of that. Uh, and then they gave up three, so Cancelo got me a four, Zinchenko well, one, and Bernardo two. So I pretty much picked all the City players who didn't mm-hmm. do. Shit. Yeah, so yeah, sure so did. I got a fifty six picking those players uh, that week. Uh, and by the way, City was playing the crap Leicester, right? Right. So like the the D defense Leicester, right. I felt like it was a good matchup. Spurs that week were playing home to Crystal Palace. The Crystal Palace that wanted to forfeit but couldn't, barely struggling to start players. Right. Okay, so I felt like, again, another really good matchup with Son and Kane and Regulon. And sure enough, Spurs crushed that week, all giving me returns. I was also able to start with Ronaldo. And then uh, Arsenal that week was playing Norwich. Right. So then I put three Arsenal players out there. I, again, picked another attacker who didn't get anything. I picked Martinelli, and Arsenal scores five, and Martinelli didn't get any. Right. 
again. I somehow still scored a 56. I just felt like the matchups on that free hit week warranted, like it was bigger clubs. Oftentimes in the other free hit or, or, or in the in the lesser match weeks, the bigger clubs are playing in the cup matches. So what you're left with is mid to lower table clubs playing in those matches. And I don't think there's much potential for for a whole lot of points to be scored there. This, to me, felt like a week where, whoa, matchups, big teams playing, matchups, and I can load up on them because I have so much money in the bank, shorty, what you drank. So I figured I could throw a decent team out there. And I think the strategy was right for this that week. I just picked the wrong players. I mean, Arsenal scores five, I get nothing. City scores six, I get pretty much nothing out of that. Like, you, heck? you you demonstrated with your team the risk of the free hit chip, no matter what you do, no matter when you play, no matter what year it is. And it's interesting. I, I think that contributed a lot to the meh response overall about getting a second free hit. In light of everything that's been going on, all of the postponed fixtures, the unpredictability, and a lot of it happening after the game week has started, so you can't do anything about your squad. And even when you do think you've got a full 11, then you get two or three who don't show up because individually they might have COVID or they're just out for different reasons, rest or, or injury. It's impossible to play FPL right now. The way the rules are set up, Scott, I got one rule change that would change everything. Don't lock the lineups. Let people make transfers and make moves up until the minute of that kickoff. the game of kickoff. For Once that the player's game match. kicks off, yeah. that player in that match is locked. Sure. Until then, every other player, and you can make moves. This is this is the easiest. Instead of giving people free hits, oh, here's a free hit. Here's another free hit. We feel bad for you. Oh, hell, here's another wild card. No. If you just change the one rule where you can make changes without penalty, especially if it's related to COVID, a without penalty transfer no negative four if it's related to COVID for the player you're transferring out that could easily be done and or screw it. Put a negative four on it. A lot of people would, would still. I think a lot of sudden, people would still do it. Yeah, for sure. Because you, everyone's you, doing you know it. Of you know how many, zero. Yeah, and you, you know, know, and you know how many players you're, you're down. Do you have the bench to cover it automatically without having to get into the middle of the game week? And it's like, oh, now two of my bench people are also Yep, out of the matches, so I don't have the coverage, then, which is what the bench is supposed to be for. Well, and one of you, you mentioned it earlier, Dave. When you were talking about your team and your performance so far this season. One of the one of the anchors <laughs> of this season, really the anchor of the season, has been at least I know who I'm going to captain. Mo Salah, for sure. Set it and forget it. Mo Salah has been your captain. He's been the best player all season. If you are smart uh, for the majority of the season. But we found out before game week 19 began that Leeds Liverpool was called off because Leeds had COVID issues at the time. And so no one was going to be able to captain Mo Salah for that game week. So then it became, well, this is interesting. What are we going to do? Yep. Who's going to be most captained? Yeah. I was curious, very, very, very interested to see who's going to end up being most captained for game week 19. You mentioned Arsenal playing Norwich. I went to, I transferred in at a cost of negative four, and then captained Alexander Lacazette. Now, would I have recommended that on a podcast before Leeds-Liverpool was canceled or postponed? No, absolutely not. Right. But this has been all about just maximizing what you can do with what you know at the time throughout this entire sure. winter so far. 
And so I Captain Lacazette. I Captain Son. And I felt okay. Like, he gave you a return. He gave yeah. me a return. And I felt pretty good about that. I was double digits with my captain. It was great. In fact, the story from Game Week 19 was you probably scored either 30 or 60. Because it was all about, did you have Son? Good. Or Bernardo? Bad. Did you go with Lacazette? Good. Or Ronaldo? Bad. And it was it was all or nothing in Game Week 19, which was just fascinating. And, you know, like you said, the free hit, you felt like maybe you could get a little bit more out of it. But what I found incredibly discouraging. By the way, and United was playing Newcastle, right? Yeah. So, again, I had Ronaldo, another great matchup. And or if you went with Bruno Fernandes or Rashford or Greenwood or if, whatever. I mean, United has not exactly been high on the team mojo um, chart. What's right. our what's our thing, Scott? The, club the, club mojo. The club mojo. Organizational club, motiv- or, motivation chart. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But but also known as club mojo. Club mojo. Yeah. The club mojo, Brian, mm-hmm. was in the red, which is not good for Manchester. That's going to be our our, our best uh, contribution to FPL this season for sure. I like that you get the range that you gave because nothing describes my season so far than <laughs> when you say you either scored thirty or sixty, and I come in with a smoking forty-two. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> which is not bad enough to feel like I need to do major changes, but not good enough to where I feel good about what I did. Yeah, I captained Phil Foden uh, that week, which oh. was fantastic. And he he was uh, he was all or nothing, as uh, Jack Grealish had a you know, negative influence Ooh. on him. It's so funny to go from game week nineteen where Phil Foden is all the reports yet again. You know, is the you know looking at Leicester and thinking like, all right, he served his punishment. Most of the papers are assuming he's going to be back in. Pep himself is suggesting that, you know, he's still like they've kind of like the feeling was that they've seen enough. The punishment was the message was sent and uh, he played for uh, eight minutes. Or <laughs> yeah. So it was fantastic because uh, that week my vice captain was on Sun, uh, who was actually a good captain, would have been a good captain that week. And then um, last week. Uh, I did what everyone did, which is Captain Sala uh, for everyone. Zero. Thankfully, everyone all, we all got zero together. Uh, my vice captain was on Phil Foden, who was one of the players of the week. Yes, he was. So it was this. It's a the, again very much indicative of the way things yep. are going. Sometimes you're just in in the stream. You're you're riding the current. Like you you want to get into the current. With FPL, because if you're not, if you're swimming like against analogy. the current, this is a good analogy. It's here. impossible, yeah. and it's hard. It's hard to get into the current like you want to. So, so game week nineteen, mm. going back there, City dominates, but they showed some vulnerability. Leicester dropped three on their defense, and so yeah. it looked like, oh, this could be interesting. But more important, FPL, again, where I left off before, I was interested in who was going to be most captain. And Dave, do you remember what the answer to this question was? I don't. The answer is Mo Salah. Oh, I do remember this. God bless. Mo Salah was still most captain for game week 19. Which tells us what? I think everybody except the three of us has quit FPL. Yeah. <laughs> it very well could be. <clears throat> Based on listenership stats and most captain for game week 19. Either I that think... and or people were wrapped up in the holidays and just didn't make it. Like, they didn't no, see the listen, fact. Lots of vice captains Liverpool... coming in coming into the rescue for a lot maybe, of people. Maybe so. They don't tell us on the homepage of the FPL website who is most vice captained, though. But it was interesting. Uh, it was discouraging. It was very discouraging. Because 
I mean, every year the number of teams, overall teams that's listed on the FPL site, it, it, it grows higher and higher. But there's a lot of people who game the system, who are trying to get most points for the game week and set up their team accordingly. You know, they put in a team of all Friday players to try to show up as, you know, highest score yeah, for the, the game Yeah, the number one week. score for the game week. You yeah. see that all the At time. least for a while. The number of active, actual FPL players, despite the fact that there's nearly 9 million teams showing on the FPL website, is probably closer to 2 to 3 million. Probably. I mean, there's, there's still, just look at the look at the Cups. The teams you're playing in the Cups are active teams, right? Because they only take the certain scores. Some of them. Like, th- Some right? of them seem to be active. Not all, for sure. But it's... It's just interesting because even those of us who have loved this fantasy sport, right, and have been playing it now for years, we've talked about it on this pod. This year, it feels like, why? And, and Scott, seems... I'm not going to let you jip me out of a good year. <laughs> You're... But you have to admit, there's a lot of people, even in our Slack workspace, Slack sponsor us, who are talking about. I might just wait till next year. Yeah, that's just my brother because he, he's, he's, he's crying. He's crying a river because he's. Every decision he's so confident in, yes. and then it's been sucking. Okay, so like, in fairness, I've been there. Your brother is one of them, but he's not the only one, not by a long shot. There are a lot of people in that boat. And it made me sad to see that, you know, based on the fact that nobody took the captain off Mo Salah, at least not enough to not make him most captain, maybe that is just the way everybody kind of feels. Before game week 19 even ended... We lost two more matches in game week 20. Therefore, like the the silver lining is, okay, at least we know before the game week deadline. But still, it just added to whatever this is right now in FPL. But with all that said, at least there was one good thing for Brett. Team name marching on together. Brett, and I neglected to write down the score itself and where that left him in the table at the time. But Brett, if you're listening, team name marching on together. You were the top score in the FPL America Podcast League for game week 19. You, my friend, are probably still enjoying playing FPL after that uh, contribution during the festive fixtures. But back to the negative. Okay. Because right after Boxing Day... It's all negative again. If you talk to any Premier League manager, nobody's happy about the fact that 48 hours later, maybe 72 if they're lucky, they're playing again in game week 20. I read just a few days ago, uh, Jermaine Genus, he's a I mean, pundit for BBC. Didn't sneak up on anyone, but it didn't. Sorry, I'm not trying to interrupt. No, it's okay. Jermaine Genus, former player, uh, pundit now for the BBC, he talked about how as a player growing up in England, you just know this is what the holidays in England mean. You're going to play all these matches. This is not new, to your point. Right. It's not new. It's it's what happens every year. And he wasn't sure if it was the prevalence now of, of non-English managers in the league who That's are not necessarily used to this and don't like this. German. German. There's a lot of German managers. Right. And they take <laughs> a two-week they, – they take a break. Yeah. yeah. All the other countries do. Uh, it's, it's, it's interesting. He said, you know you're going to be in pain. You know it's going to hurt. You know you're going to have to manage your body to get through it. He goes, I still wouldn't change a thing about it. Meanwhile, though, all these managers railing, freaking out over the festive fixtures. And it is interesting. You know, tradition in sports, I'll be honest, 90% of what we call tradition in, in all of sports is really just about what sells on TV. Truthfully. 
that's what most tradition in sport is all about. Ohio State, Michigan, outside of Ohio and Michigan, college football fans, nobody cares about that game. Like, sure, those fans of those two teams might care, but no one, as no neutrals are watching that unless Ohio State and or Michigan are both very good overall. It's about what sells on TV. When I was a kid, Florida and Tennessee sold because Peyton Manning and Steve Spurrier at Florida. It was big. Nowadays, they don't even air that game on national television. Why? Because they haven't been any good for years. There's a lot of questioning now in terms of Premier League and these festive fixtures. Do we need to do it this way? Is it important for us to play everybody on Boxing Day and then to play again 48 hours later? Is this really what we should be doing? And then add on that the fact that these festive fixtures almost didn't happen at all because of COVID. And so they weren't as festive as they could have been. They were certainly not. They were semi festive. Well, barely festive. Mm, Yeah. I was going to say Festivus, but that's... I was just about to say it was sort of Festivus, wasn't it, Brian? A little bit Festivus. But Dave, the FPL apocalypse nearly happened as Game Week 20 kicked off. Because I posted on Instagram, as I often do, I did forget before Game Week 21, I'm really sorry, but on Game Week 20, I posted my lineup on Instagram, and I did the best that I could. In fact, overall, Dave, I will tell you, I had a pretty decent festive fixtures with my FPL team. It wasn't bad. It was definitely better than it could have been. But when I posted my lineup for Game Week 20, I had a listener. Thank you, dear listener. can't remember your name as I'm sitting here. But he said, like your team. I don't think Guaida is going to play, though, for Crystal Palace. Now, I didn't see that comment until the Game Week began. So later in the day, I then see on our Slack workspace, McSwanger, pod favorite, yep. all-star listener Barry. Yep. He posts, Guaida was not supposed to start. Ben Dinnery said that he was going to be out for this match, and then all of a sudden, there he is. And I know what you're talking about, and tons of people were assuming it was going to be Jack Butland in there. And I so, think he might have even made a couple of like bigger site team of the week. Yeah, and yeah. so I played Guaida not knowing any of that. He's just my backup goalkeeper, and I didn't want to play Robert Sanchez in that game week, so I put Guaida in there. Now, if, Guaida, if Ben Dinneray had been right and Guaida didn't play, Robert Sanchez would go in. No harm done. It's fine. I still have a playing goalkeeper. But I happened to get Guaida playing against Norwich, and it went very well for me. But, Dave, this is the FPL apocalypse. If not even Ben Dinnery knows (laughs) what's happening from one match to another, we know this is the year that we should all quit. No, we should not quit because it's the same fairness for everyone, Scott, as it is you just got to make adjustments. You know, some of those, Brian, some of those of us who are doing really well, we're just better at making adjustments. Or just not making any adjustments and letting it ride. No, like in that in that match week. Look, Scott, you just got to commit in that match week to having James Ward-Prowse, uh, Jared Bowen, and Dennis. And if you have that, then you're fine. The average score for game week twenty ended up being thirty-one. Yeah, I had again forty-five. I, at this point, if you could just be above average, right? Oh yeah, it, that's all that you're ever really trying to do. But um, no, it, it it that week was was bad. I didn't do that great that week. It but, wasn't, yeah. but it was it, it was rough for everyone. It wasn't great for anyone. That's exactly right. Except for Manchester City. Manchester City went to Brentford and they get one of those wins that you get when you are about to win a title. They they win one nil, squeak it out, get the win, while Chelsea draws. And as you mentioned before, uh, Brian, Mo Salah plays, but for those who most captained him. Mm-hmm. He, once again, just like in game week 19, scores zero. 
and you saw what happened. Everyone in the world saw that that James Madison psyched him out, said something about probably someone in his family or something that only he knows about him and his personal history that caused him to miss the or kick a bad penalty and then couldn't quite get the header to go in, almost scored the rebound, and then didn't get anything the rest of the match. And yep. so all you get is a missed PK from Mo Salah, giving him his big fat zero, which times zero times two is zero. And so that's really great for everybody. Yeah. Um, Fast math there. Yeah, it stinks. Um, but again, what were you going to do? No one, we said it weeks ago, Leicester's been so bad. They yeah. are so bad. And part of the rationale for captaining him and for tripling up on Liverpool in that match, they just played Manchester City, just got thrashed by them. Six to three. Expended a good bit of energy, certainly, in their comeback, which ended up still getting them thrashed. Then they have to play Liverpool, and Liverpool, of course, gets zero. Yep. Zero times zero times two is zero. <laughs> you don't have to believe this because there was no pod uh, leading it, into... Was it Curse of the Broge? No, it was the fact that Mo Salah missed that penalty. That that was the turning point. If Liverpool score, you know, if Salah scores that penalty, but again, this it is might the be another 6-3. Leicester defense. Like, they Liverpool has, has scored probably more goals than anyone this year or close to it. I mean... It's the Liverpool score fest, typically. Everything psychologically was going in the direction that it actually went. And this is what I was about to say. We didn't pod. And so I, you don't have to believe me that I thought this, but I actually feared for this result, Leicester defeating Liverpool, because Liverpool had just beaten Leicester in the Cup in okay. pretty dramatic fashion, scoring the 95th oh, minute yes, to send it to yes. PKs. Very dramatic fashion. With Jota openly mocking Everyone in the entire well, city yeah, after, of Leicester. After Leicester fans chanted about the poverty rate in the city of Liverpool. So right. rightfully so. I hate everything about Leicester. <laughs> <laughs> in addition to the cup win, dramatic cup win, then, I mean, Leicester doesn't give up six goals against City and not come back with whatever inspiration they can muster up on short notice. Sure. You're not going to get – you're not going to willingly – only Norwich submits themselves to regular game week thrashings, not Leicester City. Right. So I was actually afraid for this match, and it was rightfully so. Yeah, the pride of Leicester City swelled back up again. My favorite player to own last week was uh, the cheapest defender in the game, Daniel Amarty, um, who would have, like many people, would have been buried on benches. Mm -hmm. uh, and who, But maybe course, he would have come in. Who, who Yeah. To a lot should, of squads. Should have put him in my first bench spot since he finishes not just with a clean sheet, but two bonus points for a, for an amazing eight points against Liverpool. Liverpool United Football Club. Liverpool United. That's exactly right. <laughs> Liverpool Chester United. Well, there was one person who did much better than the 31 average score. Okay. We actually had a tie for top scorer, but one of these names is familiar. Even though he's buried in 82nd, or at least he was after game week 20, Stavros, team named Knee Jerk Snowballs, okay. he has been a top scorer before. He scored a 74 that in the game week. A wow. fantastic a tie number. for the top scorer in the FL America job. Podcast League. Tied with Differential Apples, mm. Gary, 
who's down in 109th. Okay. So a couple of guys in the bottom half. Are not in the bottom half anymore. Not with scores like that. No. Not if they keep doing it. But then again, as Game Week 20 was wrapping up, we had more matches postponed for Game Week 21. This has been the theme, and it continues on. We also got some bad real-life news that affected, well, it seemed like it would affect FPL. The news about Joao Cancelo being attacked in his own home. Yeah, that's crazy. With the scrapes and bruises to prove it. I was concerned about what that meant. I'm not a Cancelo owner, but that would have impacted my desire to keep him. Not that that's the most important thing, of course. I am a Cancelo owner. Did did it cross your mind to release I buried him? him on the bench when they played Arsenal in match week 21. Did you do it because they were playing Arsenal or because of the attack? No, because of the attack. Rightfully so. I get it. Because no. I didn't think he was going to play. But he does. He starts. He does, and then it actually didn't hurt me because he's, you know, well, Arsenal scored. Yeah. Arsenal scored. He did not get a return. Arsenal deserved a better result than what they got. We, we don't have let's to. Talk, let's talk about still, that. You want to talk about that? I mean, not for too long. Oh, look, I just want to say this. Guy, who's who's 11th in our in the FPL America podcast mini or league? Is it you? Who's eleventh? Just I just need you to look. All right. It's yeah, I, I, spoiler. It's me. Okay. Just All probably right. my highest ranking. I probably oh, won't rank oh. any higher. Just want to throw it out there while I'm right there. Take a snapshot. Hmm. I made it up to eleventh. Okay. So just want to. Just want to. Yeah, you know. you're doing. That's and really league good. League Diane is back in the lead. By the way. What 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 does this have to do with City and Arsenal? Nothing. I before we got <laughs> to the city and Arsenal, I just wanted to throw that in there. We were talking about our the the uh, FBL America podcast league and high scores. Uh, Final league well, update. We have gone in eleventh. Well. <laughs> Someone from this very podcast on the microphone to my left, David. We have gone well. Past oh, that, Dave. all right. Let's talk about the Arsenal City match because if, if if there was a, I feel like this match had kind of everything in it. it well, was it had. A no penalty call after VAR. Once again, at by it. the way, Arsenal is red carded against City. That's twice. Both times this year, they've gotten red cards against City. I get it. Did you have any argument about the Gabriel Red though? Uh no. He no. Because uh the second yellow was was warrant was merited and, and he got the first. They just happened to eat. Yeah, that's the thing. That first yellow, there's nothing you can really say. It wasn't he was showing to say. He obviously did something that got the attention of the official. He was given the business yeah. to the official. He probably deserved dissent, and he got it. He got a yellow. Now, as a young player, and this is what I told my brother as we were discussing this, as a young player, I just hope he doesn't do this again, right? Like, I hope this isn't the beginning of a pattern. I hope this is a harsh learning experience Yeah. that, listen, if you want to show some dissent, you you got to play pretty clean after that, right? Like, you can't just three minutes after this, especially because Arsenal up to this point um, had been playing so well. So well. And, and yes, should the – look, Arsenal should have been given a penalty in the first half. Ederson. Um, if you go back and look at the actual replay, Ederson, Ederson never touches the ball. Kicking Odegaard. He only kicked – it was Odegaard or Ben White. I don't even remember. It doesn't I think matter. it was Odegaard. But, yeah, Arsenal should have got a penalty in the first half. Didn't. Riyad, Riyad Mahrez, should that have been a penalty on Bernardo? No. Xhaka. It was... Xhaka pulling the jersey of Bernardo. Correct. Yeah. Bernardo was already going down. Yep. Did 
did did he pull his jersey? He did tug it, but Bernardo had already committed to flopping. So and then the red card for Gabrielle, and City scores late, and I could see. So I took two. I took two sides to this. The first was I can see how each call was made the way that it was. I I I can I can see it, but everything, Dave, everything in every match is going for Manchester City right now. It's destiny. It's hard to argue this. And I know people are saying, well, Scott, that's your Liverpool color glasses. I mean, but it is it is fact. And I don't know. I saw it a couple years ago when Chelsea won the title. I saw it when Liverpool was winning the title. Like, and Scott, you mentioned it earlier. These types of things, the 1-0 wins at, at, Brent, at Brentford, the controversial wins now against Arsenal twice with red cards in, in both matches that they played them. Uh, is that a surprise that, you know, Arteta, who knows Pep better than anyone probably, uh, his teams are getting red cards every time they play him? I don't know. Um, you know, Scott, conspiracy theories, you know, can, it. can race on. Yep. Uh, I'm not claiming that. It just, I don't know. You're no, right. We're getting to NBA levels of conspiracy theory here with yeah. the city's luck. There's no question about it. This is not a National Basketball Association podcast. No, it is not. Uh, Put Tim Donahue as their official on the pitch. Uh, hey, this yeah. never would have happened, by the way, if Sandy Cazorla was still there. <laughs> Meanwhile, makes me so sad. Chelsea <laughs> and Liverpool play a thrilling draw, but all that leaves City with a double-digit point lead in the table. And so as we come out of these festive fixtures, here's what I'm saying. I'm saying that FPL, most people aren't finding it very fun right now. And they're not too inspired by a second free hit. I'm also saying... But there's no title race. A month ago, it looked like we were going to get a title race, a fourth place battle, and a relegation battle. We might get a fourth place battle. And yeah. why should I care about who's going to finish fourth? Arsenal's coming for only Liverpool's the, third place the or only, second, wherever they are. The only intrigue about it is whether someone that like West Ham can stay there. Or if they can push their way and, and only maintain. if you're in the West Ham Cup but what in I'm, FPL. No, Ryan. but I'm saying well, the reason, only reason why I'm saying that is they're the. This is the first time since Leicester or any, you know, kind of. You know, this is the first time that somebody other than Arsenal, Tottenham, Chelsea, Manchester United, Manchester City, sure. Liverpool. It's the first sure. time anyone else has really has a legitimate shot. Climbed like, up West there, got a good and West Ham team. is playing in a way that that they Here's they what, could stay there. However, to your point, that's not enough. Here's what I'm saying: <laughs> it's not enough. After the year we are having, and by year I mean season, the season that we're having, we deserve better than this. We deserve better. Is it is it City's fault or is it the MIT Chelsea United it, winning another title running it, away? Is it Chelsea or Liverpool for not getting the wins that they should? Mohamed Salah not heading that ball in after he missed a penalty, or Chelsea's flopping around yeah, Chelsea. and, and, and they they can't get Romelu Lukaku. Who's is he going to play? Is he not? Is he want to go to? Back to Inter Milan, or is he going to stay at Chelsea? Did you and see his like, weird apology video on Chelsea? Well, yeah, and I saw Tuchel's interview. You know, after the match, the other whose day. gun was pointing at him when he was giving <laughs> that? Do you think Abramovich has yeah. deep pockets and oh, knows a lot of guns? You heard uh, it here first. So, I look. I I don't know. I, do I want to blame City? I, I think City's just kind of doing some things that good teams tend to do. Um, you kind of make your own luck, Scott. 
uh, as we say on this podcast. I prefer NBA levels of conspiracy. Understood, as would I. But on the whole, I think you do make your own luck on some level. And Chelsea and Liverpool kind of just faltered a little bit for whatever reason. Like, it's not because they're bad teams. COVID? COVID's, COVID doesn't help. City has had not much COVID issues. You know so. what? They're going to parties and they can't get the disease. <laughs> What's the problem I think, here? I'll tell you, I think Pep told the guys during the summer, everyone go get it so we don't get it during the season. That's the only thing I can There's think of, no Scott. way that actually happened. Maybe. You don't know I'm wrong. <laughs> how many how many how many city guys have missed games for COVID? It does remind me of last year when Ed Ordron was still the head coach at LSU. I know this is not a college football podcast, but he's like, Oh yeah, all our guys have had it. As the season got started, he's like, We're fine, all we're of our fine. guys have had it. Yeah. There's <laughs> no like, worries. Wait, what? And honestly, it's not a bad strategy. You just guys, I, oh stop it right now. Go go can't, get it. Stop it right now. Can't you uh, can't you talk more about how Chelsea sucks? They do right now. I my my just looking at it briefly, this is not a Chelsea. This is not a Chelsea segment or a Chelsea moment. I just want to say my instinct is to say, well, in the last few matches, but it's not because it's since game week eleven, the home draw, and all you have to say is to Burnley, is what started all of this, and since then they really can't put a foot right. It looks like they. Bounce back against Leicester. They're you know they crush Leicester away you know at at King Power, and then after that they can barely do anything right. I mean they they intersperse wins and draws and losses every match since then, and they don't have many wins. So it's just it just seems like a team that was in such cruise control felt like legit title contenders the way they were playing, coming off of a winning the they're they're the best team in. Europe coming into this season, and now they're playing like I don't know. They're basically uh, wolves with a couple better attackers. Mm. Ooh, like they're insult. just they're just not they just aren't they just feel really not good. And I know the draw against Liverpool I... is Liverpool two two great. You're playing. I mean that's a that's a huge match. I get it and a good kind of like a fair result I guess for both both sides there but man he, that you had just followed you just drew one one to brighton that's embarrassing here's my Whatever. problem with chelsea and, and let's bring this back around to fantasy on, uh, at some level yeah chelsea i don't it doesn't seem like chelsea knows who they are it doesn't seem like they know who's going to start on a regular basis COVID has impacted that. It, to be it, fair, is it, a, is it a system well they should all commit to have gotten it in the summer stop um, it right is now it, is it it is it a system where we rely on our wing backs to score? Like if Reese James or Marcus Alonso, now Reese James is hurt. If they don't score, we don't score. Because Timo yeah. Werner's not going to score. Is now Captain America's back. Sure. So seems like he's back and starting, and he can put the ball in the net. He had a fantastic goal against Liverpool. And you have to keep this list going with it. There's almost no way to measure the loss of Ben Chilwell. For sure. Losing Ben Chilwell. For sure. Again, another seems, scoring wing back. Seems to have completely derailed them in a way that's so, like irrecoverable now. It feels like Ben Chilwell and Reese James wingbacks who who seem to be some of the most important players on Chelsea, you know, are affecting you know what they do and then you know Jorginho scores penalties. What so Chelsea's been really good at drawing penalties and then Jorginho scores penalties. And I had high hopes for bringing Lukaku back once he came back from injury. Yeah. Why would you bring There's no chance so, I'm bringing no, I him in now. No. I, I just and then then there's there's some form of uh, 
you know, I look, they're Scott, Chelsea, not good. They're not high on the club mojo no. rankings. No, okay. So, yeah, no. so like I don't really I don't have, I don't own a Chelsea player right now. And at yeah. one point I think I owned it minimum two, maybe three. Right. And, and not to, I have, not only are they in horrible form, they you know, it's Manchester City upcoming, then Spurs. I mean, like Spurs aren't scary in that sense. And them. but then they follow that up with two blank game weeks. You know, you just but, have they, you just have a bad run of matches, basically four weeks now. Even from this point, four weeks of uselessness. But I'm also I'm trying to interrupt Chelsea. you because, in addition to that, they're without their starting goalkeeper. Oh yes, sure. Mendy's he out. is going to be playing in the African Cup of Nations. Yep. And so, you know, Ed Mendy is also, so I guess Keppa is going to be there. Yay. goalkeeper for them. Yeah, yeah, that inspires yay. confidence, right? Well, Keppa's been better. Been fine. Is he the best backup goalkeeper in the world? Yes. But he's still a backup goalkeeper. <laughs> I guess. He's the most expensive, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and so, and, and Ed Mendy is just at the top of a long list of players who are now going to be out. If you haven't paid attention, there might be some red triangles on some guys on your team that you need to do something with. I've got two in my midfield. Ed Mendy is the only goalkeeper of note. Uh, that uh, Maybe the only one. I don't know. I, I I eventually stopped as I was trying to make notes of who was out on, on uh, international duty. It's, it's a duty. long list. In defense, though, there's not a lot. You've got Saïs of Wolves. That yeah. might have some impact on some FPL lineups. You mentioned mm. Amarty. He's uh, he's out. Amarty, yeah. And the, the only reason why, I mean, you probably, again, you probably weren't playing him anyway, but at 3.8, I mean, that was the reason why I bought him at all was to make, was for the money. Yeah. He's, I mean, I don't know how many people are going to be itching to get rid of him. I don't, I'm not sure. I'd, I would rather not lose a tenth on a Marty. I'm sure most people would not want to lose a tenth on a guy who's Already. cheaper. <laughs> and also, you Have probably... You seen, wait, wait, wait. He's 3.8 and you're worried he's going to lose a tenth? Think of the, think of how desirable he'll be at 3.7. Have you ever seen someone at 3.7? I don't think so. I don't think, think so. I've ever seen that. The fact that, that he, the fact that he starts... I know. Three point eight is is wild. <laughs> it's incredible. Two starts in a row. Like I said, that's how I, bad Leicester is. I can't is. overemphasize this enough. He scored an eight against Liverpool. <laughs> no, you're right. I think Saïs is probably the biggest defensive name. Yeah, because it's but, other, but his other ownership it's, cannot be over. 7%. First of all, can, I would just like you to I would like to say Roman Saïs of Wolfchester United has only blanked two times <laughs> since game week twelve. His ownership is two. That is wild. Look at his scores. That's because nobody's playing anymore. Look at his scores since game week 12. Scott, stop that. People are playing. Stop that. He might be right. <laughs> Look at Saïs's scores since game week 12. Hey, Brian, how's your individual FPL mojo right now? It's low. Yeah, but I, like, But I said that several weeks ago. Again, when uh, similar, I'm sure, to Matt, uh, I don't hate the moves that I've made. They just haven't done... <laughs> For me. Yeah, I get it. I mean, in I the it. end, that's what it comes down to. That's so right. I've never had a team that I threw out there that I was like, boy, I just don't like the look of those guys this week. Almost every week I've thought, yeah, that's good. I really like the way that's set up. I like the way the funds are spread out, whatever. Nothing. Week after week of just like barely above average and one, on the current. one guy off. Every single week, one guy, the difference between like barely above average and like jumping a hundred thousand spots you know what i mean and and this is coming from someone who in like what game week five or something like that was in the top seventy thousand. like i was 
way up there. And that just has been like steadily declined to be 10 times worse than what I was. So, Dave, I have won our mini mini league two different times in the last four years. And absolutely that, nobody. Wait, so hold on. Hold on. I, I n- remember of one time that we give you crap about. It has not happened twice. Scott it has. Scott and I went back and forth twice. And everybody in our mini mini league acts like it never happened. <laughs> Either one. Either one. We and have, it's fine. We, I go along with after it. After this we, moment, I'm going to continue to act like that. But I do remember one. We have podcast proof of this. We do. We do. I only bring that up to because say Because that, that was a year you finished in like in the top 30,000. Yes. Or, exactly. That was the first time I won. That's the only time. <laughs> and then last year. <laughs> last year was the second. Now, listen. I only bring this up because... The one year you're doing really well would be the year Brian and I are like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> anyway. This is my one shot. All you right. guys are like, well, let's just stop the podcast. I'm like, listen here, motherfucker. We're, no, we're not stopping the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we mentioned a couple of defenders. Not a whole lot. Ed Mendy, big deal, a goalkeeper. He's out for Chelsea uh, to the AFCON tournament. At forward, there's only a couple of options. Jordan Ayew and Kelechi Iheanacho. Probably most people except the dead teams aren't owning anyone other than maybe Iheanacho. And I'm not mentioning Yang. Obviously relevant to the tournament probably, but hasn't been relevant to FPL at all either. Correct. Midfield is where there's relevance. Yeah. Mo Salah, Sadio Mane, Saeed Ben Rama, Riyad Mahrez, Wilf Zaha, Ismail Assar, Max Cornet. I mean... Those are relevant midfielders. For sure. And that's not even getting to your discount options where, you know, we've talked about Eve Basuma, Wilfred and Didi. True. I wonder about that for Brighton. Losing Basuma, it's not not quite like losing a, I don't know, it's not like Ducore leaving Everton or something like that. Is Arsenal going to miss Thomas Partey? Probably not good. Yeah, for sure. For sure. They do have another young buck who's going to get to come back in the lineup again who is playing well in Sambi Lukonga. But, but yeah, Partey's been playing really good for them. They're absolutely going to miss him. Um, Sar, too, Watford's saying he's still injured. Yeah, but so they're they re- as of tonight, they've released they him. They have released him. Yes, All even right. though he hasn't played since November. Well, ho- I hope his recovery goes well there in Senegal. But you know who they didn't release is Emmanuel Dennis. Yeah, that's true. A little mix-up in the Nigerian uh, football, or the, you know, the, the, conf- the Federation f- paperwork. Oh, I forgot to send the paperwork. Where's those papers? I'm and trying Watford to shuffle the used desk and- Find the papers. Watford who, who used. Who puts a desk fan on next to the papers <laughs> by the open window? Certainly, his papers have been blown out the open window. Deb, I am Deb, sure. Where are those papers? You guys have nailed the Nigerian accent without question. I can't uh, do Nigerian, so you just go with something else. Oh, yeah, Dog Wild gone West. It, Deb. <laughs> Deb. Hey Nance, <laughs> where, where's those papers for Dennis? No doubt. This technicality has kept Dennis at home. Watford is not releasing him. That's going to impact Dennis personally. I think we already saw that in game week 21. Benched at halftime. Lack of effort. Yeah, uh, Joel Pedro coming on strong. Dennis at risk now. Watford might go ahead and release him if it's not too late, just based on what they saw in game 21. What, he's going to Antonio Brown out of there? (laughs) This is not an NFL podcast. (laughs) It's possible. All that to say, AFCON's only going to make this harder. And so... We're all sitting here, unless you've used it right away when you could after, you know, to start game week 21. Wild card's now active. We all have a second half wild card available. But when in the hell should we use it? 
don't know. Maybe now. I mean, a lot of people. Before AFCON. With COVID still raging. I certainly no. could. I know that for me, um, I'm looking at plenty of orange. I have a, it's a, a Christmas tree of colors. <laughs> I've got yellow. I see a orange here. I've got a couple reds. No, I've got plenty of, I've got plenty of colors <laughs> but to, that could to be a deal lot of people, with. Though. Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, I think I would be okay. I would feel good next week taking, I, I mean, I probably could just move. I don't know. I could just transfer out Salah because I still have him. That's kind of that's kind of what I want to talk about. I, I, I really I the only thing I'm interested in doing is looking at play, replacements in the midfield for I, most Salah. I currently have Salah. Yeah. And you bought? Did you did you ever sell him? No. Okay. So I. But my thought was this. And you guys will know what I'm talking about. There's a few players in FPL who have been immune to no matter how many people transfer them out, their price don't drop. Sala, I just looked again, it is dropped and dropped and dropped and dropped. And it continues to drop. And I'm like, what the frick? Like, this is not what's gone on before. Sala, no matter what the rise, has always maybe had one or two drops. And then it, and then it's like frozen. And like FPL says, all right, we're not dropping his price anymore. No, it, it, it was... Continues to drop. Yeah, to drop. and I, I'm feeling that because I sold him whenever they. I, I had so many. Uh, I had so many players to. I had so many holes to fill. Um, a few weeks ago, I did sell him. I bought him back at 13, and now he's dropped to 10th, which is fantastic. Can't can't say enough about how good this season has been going. Uh, to Scott's <laughs> earlier point, it's things like this that really want to keep you in it. Well, and so, but I, I, all of that to say, uh, no, Dave, I do not like that his price keeps dropping, uh, and he needs to go. But yet again, going what? into game week twenty-two, which is a ways away, what's kind of the point of selling right now? Uh, is he going to be twelve? I'm, is he going to be twelve point five before I feel good about transferring someone drop else in below twelve point five? At this point, I don't care. My my thought is this: he's going to miss. It says, the little red thing says, international duty expected back 10th of February. Right. Okay. So then I look at the fixtures. And I'm like, okay, there's one game in January 16th. There's another one, 23rd of January. And, oh, there's February 10th. He's expected back. He's only missing two games. I, he can ride my pine for two games. Now, if you want to, because when he comes back, I want him back in my team. Yeah. And I don't want to have to shuffle around five different players on my team because over the last two match weeks, I've spent those monies in other places. So it's like, why at this point, why do I sell him? Why not just keep him? Like he's, he's going to miss two matches, two Premier League matches. And he's coming back. And everyone's like, Oh, Afcon. Oh, hell. He might be back by March. And it's like, Oh, he's missing two match weeks. If this was a professional podcast, we would be able to say with some kind of, certainty how good Egypt will do in the African Cup of Nations. Eh. Do we have a so, resident Slack international f- competition expert? I, I would say you uh, would assume somebody with the quality of uh, Mo Salah. He has the ability to lift a team. It seems like Egypt, you know, I can't just say they're going to win because he's on the, the team. Uh, great players don't necessarily make their teams great, but you assume they get past the group stage. Who's the well, – sure, they have other great so, players on that team like um, – El Ghazi. El Ghazi. 
Hagazi. 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 Oh, Hagazi. Yeah, Pretty Hagazi. sure he was Egyptian. Yeah. If only there was a device was of some Egyptian kind that could tell us what the roster are. that we could look at. No, what I'm saying is, I don't know that you like. I, I wouldn't want to just say, "Oh, he's going to be, he'll be back by the what would be the quarterfinals." Egypt's not going to make it through the quarterfinals, which are at the end of January. Ahmed Hagazi, currently playing for a Saudi Arabian club, is on the Egypt squad. Yes, he is. Are you looking at this with I'm me? I'm trying to get Your there. Your boy El Nenny yeah, is no, playing for, sure. for Egypt. He's, he starts for them. Yeah, he he plays for them. So and this is this is positive. This is three I mean, three professionals that we've seen. Trezeguet before. plays yeah, for Egypt. There you go. That's good. Yeah, Trezeguet had a nice flop in the game the other day. A couple of guys playing for other European clubs. Otherwise, it's mostly a homegrown squad. After that, that's four decent four decent players. Anyways, I'll have to say Egypt's probably not going very far. I don't know. That's my prediction. I doubt it. I bet they do do well. They do do well. You said do do. What I'm saying is that if you want to say, let's say uh, on the low side, they only make it through the round of 16, then he is back before the end of this month. Which in that you like, you're right. Then he misses one match. Yeah, essentially he misses he misses January 14th. And might could be back on January twenty first for game week twenty three again. Maybe at this, I I just don't know. I mean, I, I, there's a lot of chatter of like, oh well, man, we should we should sign this player because now, we're, we're losing Mane and Salah, and we should sign players. They might miss two match weeks. No, so no, it, no one's making transfers based if, on Afcon alone. If they reschedule, so Liverpool is one of the. They have a Leeds match to reschedule, which you would like to have an attacker from Liverpool playing against Leeds, at least as they currently sure. are. That could happen. I think there's there's uh, there's some suspicion that because there's a kind of there's just open open time here in game week twenty two that game week twenty two could be a double a double match week. It's there's I mean look Burnley has four matches to be rescheduled. Spurs have I think three like there are teams like they're they're one of the few there a several to Everton has three to be rescheduled. Like there's a lot to move around here still. And it is interesting because Burnley Burnley could work themselves out of the relegation zone with those yeah, makeup matches. For sure. Spurs could work themselves into a runaway fourth place position with those makeup. Burnley's three matches. three of Burnley's four rescheduled matches are Watford, Villa, and Everton. Right. So there's nothing that you I mean, hate you, about you, those. Right. You and and they are so consistent with who they throw out there. I mean, add most of any of those matches kind of to whatever else they've got. You feel okay about having before you get a too Chris excited though, at that point. Who before knows? you get too excited about game week twenty two, I think people are forgetting that there's an international break that following week, and it's one of those three match international breaks. So I don't think you're getting too many double game weeks for game week twenty two. My guess, I have no idea. But that's a heavy international Supposedly, break weekend. who's our, uh, who's the... Krellen. Is it Krellen? Is ben Krellen. Ben Krellen. Is the guy who is who tends to be on these on things Twitter, as far as FPL he, he is concerned. He puts out yeah. the most amazing predicted double match week schedule. And he is probably right 90% of the time. It's so involved. Uh, it it's, it's hard for me to completely grasp and comprehend i'd love to get him on the podcast one day but uh yeah ben krellen find him on twitter 
is amazing at trying to give you the heads up on on the double match weeks and what he thinks are going to happen. And he's been really excellent over the last few years at predicting that. Let's talk about some FPL relevant. Through this time, well, first of all, I want to ask you guys this. Who is, off the top of your head, don't look, who's the top scoring striker? I just this looked. FPL season? I already looked. It's Emmanuel Dennis tied with Antonio. Got Brian, I could have got an answer out of Brian. My guess was going to be... Uh, Vardy? Pat Sundaka. It was not. Okay. <laughs> Dennis and Antonio are tied for first. Yep. Shocking. Dennis's, Dennis's run Scott. here is is startling. Dennis has bad mojo, though, with the whole Nigeria thing. I don't know what to think about Dennis. Um, look, Ronaldo is not lighting, lighting the world on fire at the moment, and I don't like what's going on in the back room at United. You have, you have Ronaldo I right now. Oh, you free hit him into I your team him in against Newcastle, and then he did nothing. So I do not own Ronaldo. My three strikers are Ollie Watkins, now has a yellow triangle, uh-huh. Antonio, and Dennis. Lots of rumblings, rumblings about Ollie Watkins being a January transfer. He's one of the guys that's uh, that's one of those names that's hot on the presses. He might, he might be coming to Arsenal, maybe. I, I don't know this. No, I did have Vardy in my team, but with the injury, I moved Vardy out, brought Watkins in, and, of course, he doesn't even play this last sure. match week. I'm saying this. You don't have to look far down the list, Brian, until you find Crystal Palace's Eduard, yeah. if I'm saying that correctly. Yeah, Hudson Eduard, yeah. And we talked about three him. of the last four match weeks, eight, two, I want to be Eduard. 14. <laughs> okay, great. Yes, perfect. <laughs> three of the last four match weeks. Eight, two, fourteen, and six. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is finding some form. Yeah, They're because at- Crystal Palace is because Crystal Palace is actually good. Yeah, no, I know. He, they, Patrick Vieira made Scott eat his own words. Credit to Scott for admitting that. Uh, look, forward is a feels like somewhat of a dumpster fire this year. It's it's pray and spray. It's like. You just pick a few guys and hope that something falls in. Like, there is nothing consistent other than Antonio and Dennis, and that's just at this point for, you know, it, you, what, you, can you really rely on, rely on him? I mean, Antonio hasn't done much in, like, in the last ten weeks. I mean, he, it seemed like he did all his scoring no, up front. That's true. And he was hot coming back into this week because, certainly because of the matchups in the double game week. But you're right. He had been cold, except for that assist that he got – on that ridiculous Masuaku goal against Chelsea a few <laughs> right. weeks ago, he had done absolutely nothing. For sure. For sure. It's, um, it's crazy. One, I want to talk about, I was going to mention uh, Olise uh, as a, just in the gigantic list of um, mid, midfielders that you could talk about coming up. But no, one of the things we talked about, I feel like every year, one of the really good things about Crystal Palace from now until, not kidding, the very end of the season, they don't, Really have the the difficult matchups are pretty spread well out. spread out. Maybe you'd say in March they play Wolves and Manchester City back to back. That's not great, but it's not like Wolves are the they're not like the world beaters. But even then, like you could get through that. Somebody like Edward, who's he's not going to cost you a ton of money right now. You know, six point four. Right I would rather moment. own him than Ollie Watkins. In fact, that might be my. My transfer. I, I have not used my transfer this week. Sure. That might be my transfer. 
Yeah, and that's and I that'd be completely understandable. I like Edward. I think that's you think that the way he's been starting uh, as somebody who owned I had Christian Benteke not all that long ago because we had talked about him a lot. He was also in amazing form. He was one of the top form strikers there for a little while, uh, and soon found his way back to playing twenty minutes off the bench um, consistently for Crystal Palace. Mostly, I think because Edward has been so good. All right. Uh, that we then shift to midfield here, and let's, I just want to roll through this quick, quickly. James Madison's form has been pretty good. He's he's got a little bit of a, a knock muscle injury. Did not play against Everton, but before that, good grief! It was starting week 13, 16, 10, 1. Yeah, sixteen ten three. Yeah, based on form, only Riyad Mahrez right now is better than James Madison, and he's had this. This is an. It's been a really good run of starts. He does have a triangle right now, but I think that's a it's a minor muscle injury. I don't think there's anything even that's that significant. But he's played most of the match in 11 of the last 13 matches. He's I mentioned the Everton match. They haven't played that match yet. Right. Match yes. Week, so that's I take up. that back. Obviously, he did not get a zero in that match. Uh, it has not been played yet. But look, this, Everton uh, is sort of a dumpster fire at the moment. So why not James Madison? I'm just saying I, his ownership is... It's 8.4, probably a little higher than I thought. Something to consider. I, I look down, and this is not an Arsenal podcast, but there's three Arsenal midfielders who are in the top eight in form at the yeah. moment. And it's no shock to anyone. And they're not named uh, Emil Smith-Rowe, shockingly. But it's Odegaard, Martinelli, and Saka. Yeah. Um, Martinelli Martinelli should have scored. Oh, should have scored a few okay. times. I'm tired of Manchester he, City. He, he is on the cusp of really – Starting to light things on fire, but Buke Osaka is who you got to talk about right now, Scott. Yep, he's coming off a five, six, seven, sixteen, six. He has not blanked in his last five matches. Only Riyad Mahrez has scored forty-four points, has more than his forty in the last five matches. In the same thing, last five matches, he's third for shots. He's created 10, 10 chances, which is fifth or fourth best of all midfielders in the last five weeks. And he's getting in the box a ton. He's got the fourth most touches in the box out of any midfielder. The guy is completely obliterating everyone right now. We talked about this a few weeks ago because it looked like there were four options with Odegaard, Smith-Rowe, Saka, Martinelli. Saka's, he's distanced himself by a good bit. His ownership is 14%. I do own yeah. Rafinha. I don't hate getting rid. I, I don't love getting rid of Rafinha, but if I, I did it for Saka right now, because I don't necessarily love the Leeds mojo at the moment, and Rafinha, for whatever reason, has been finding posts to hit on his shots <laughs> as opposed to the back of the net. Yeah, if he's not kicking penalties, he's not he's not of any use to your team right now. For sure. So Buka Osaka uh, in for Rafinha. Actually, probably will be my move this week. My only can uh, now nah, it probably will be my move this week. Did uh, Did you say? And I just stopped listening. When you're gonna think about playing your second half wild card? I have not said that yet. I, I I don't have any need at the moment to to play. But you're right. I mean, it's impossible right now. It, it's hard to, yeah, no, because it you're gonna have to transition out of your Afcon squad. At some point, when all these guys come back, especially if you do transfer out Mo Salah, which I know we talked about not doing, 
But if you have done that, you're going to have to transition back. So you might want to save it for that. So that was what I was going to say it's as a strategy. A so the first thing, like if you haven't sold already, I'm sure plenty of people have because obviously we said it's... 725,000 people Salah's, have. Salah's price keeps dropping, but I think that it's... I, my guess is that you're going to... The players, people seem like they chase goal scorers and people with the highest number of points. So I, I, my guess is, based on ownership, it's not a ton of people going to Manchester City expensive midfielders. So De Bruyne and Sterling, the ownership on both of those guys to me seems crazy. 6.7% for De Bruyne and Sterling at an I even mean, 3%. Do you own either one, Brian? I, I in this segment, a segment we like to call "I think I can't quit Raheem Sterling again." Um, <laughs> you still I, have you have Raheem Sterling. I want right to. Now? I think Sterling will be my transfer for Salah. Salah. And the reason Ooh, why? Interesting. The reason why is um, one, like you said, I want to keep the money close as much as I can. This is not. We've played the strategy for forwards where we've said, well, if you don't have Ronaldo Kane or Lukaku, at some point you'll want them. And right now, like everyone, I, how many people went to Ronaldo because they were playing Newcastle? What good did that do you this week? He and, almost got his head to a ball in the box. Right. And so that's a, a week after he is the best scoring, like one of the top scoring but players in the in Brian, the league. You know, you know who Raheem Sterling is, don't you? Raheem's, he's, he's a rich man's James Ward Prowse. <laughs> that's not true at all. That's it not, is true. The not, moment he came into form, <laughs> Pep benched him. No, so this is the reason why. Here's why. What I'm. The, what my point is, though, for Thank you. for forwards, is it seems like. At some point, you're just going to have to commit to the expensive guy. So if you want Kane, Ronaldo, or Lukaku, fine. But we've hit another streak here where you probably have done okay without them. Like You, you could have done fine if you didn't have those I guys. I have. Right. So, All season. But Salah, that is not the case. If you, I don't know how you possibly could have gotten to where you are in a high score this without. season without Salah. So the... The assuming he maintains his form and doesn't blow a knee out or something like that during AFCON, when he comes back, whatever day you know he's coming back to Liverpool, you will want him back in your team. So, I getting one of the expensive midfielders. You know the expensive guys are De Bruyne, Sterling, Bruno Fernandez, and Heung-Min Son. Kind of, I think. Son is probably first choice of all of those people if you don't have him. But Son's ownership is at almost 30%. So I just assume so many people already have him. I don't him. own Son. I don't either. But I, that would be my move from Salah if I transfer right. him out. So I do have Son. I wanted Son a few weeks ago. I, I wanted him. You know, he was a prior, oh, priority transfer. So the fact that there's a North, North London derby in game week 22 gives me pause because Arsenal is in form right now. Playing well, Trent has one one with a crap Kane goal and a, a Kane penalty, a deflected white header written all over it. Man. Sure, it's probably fair. I just like that's fine, but you know it's it's Sun we're talking about, so I, don't, I just don't. I'm not nervous about owning Sun 
I don't think for against anyone. But Brian, I called Sterling a rich man's James Ward Prowse because he scored eight and fourteen in game weeks eighteen and nineteen. It was great. They didn't play game week twenty. True. And then and 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 you know Pep Roulette all over again. And I get get it. Yes, forty eight hours later, blah blah blah. But he was in form more than anyone. Didn't play at all. And then of course he didn't give you anything against Arsenal. Yeah. You hate that. I don't like it. That is for sure. Especially if you're committing almost 11 pounds to the guy as your solid replacement. For sure. And I would say for safety, De Bruyne is the safer choice. De, De Bruyne's been shooting more than Sterling. He's taken 19 shots to Raheem Sterling, 16. I'm looking at since game week 15. That's the first week that De Bruyne came back from his uh, whatever that injury issue he had. But... Sterling is back to shooting the most shots on target, the most shots in the box. He's had six big chances. De Bruyne's had zero. Um, of course, KDB creates more chances, but it's not like Sterling. I mean, the way if they're going to get penalties called, Sterling's going to get hacked down in the box. Sterling has taken two of the four Manchester City penalties that have been taken. Tis the uh, season the past, for City past, to get all the penalty calls. In the past seven weeks, it's been Mares taking two and Sterling taking two. So, like, it's this is like the most of any midfielder in in the Premier League uh, for touches in the box. Raheem Sterling. So. That's weird. This is a high. I mean, yeah, there is like there's risk. I think, I I don't see the uh, Bernardo Silva is the safest Manchester City midfielder. He has been this entire season. There's not one other player. I mean, Grealish, unreliable. Foden and Grealish because they're friends are both unreliable. <laughs> um, Gundogan keeps kind of fading in and out. Like it's zero or ninety or sixty for him. Like he can't eat, or twenty. I mean, he's going. He's all over the place in, tar- in terms of minutes. But I mean, Sterling has been playing way more. I think this is. It just feels different because you're losing Mares. So, the assumption for Algeria seems like it's different for playing longer into the Afcon. They didn't they win the last time. I feel no, like I they won. The, right. I feel like they won the last like I, time. I feel like I remember seeing a picture of Mares holding Mares the trophy. Mares scored the game winner, I think, in the yeah. Afcon Championship. So, I'm just saying, like, that's a player. They need the attacker. They just sold Ferran Torres. Sterling fits that role. He's already been there, and he's played himself into way more form than we've seen from him in a year. I just like to me. Okay. He has the he has all the stats to prove it. It's it is a toss up. I legitimately could flip a coin over Sterling or KDB, but I respect your decision. All right, let's I'm get not on. tempted by it whatsoever. Okay, let's move on. Salah's not going to play this next match week, but he'll still be the most captained. I'm mark mark it down <laughs> right now. Okay. Uh, that won't be true. That is absolutely true. We will see and. I will bet. I will bet on that. Season bet on that. Oh, 100%. Okay, I will bet that he will not be the most captained in match week 22. He will be. Scott says he will be. 100%. Put it on the board. Now, we, on this podcast, the three of us, the three of us who are still playing FPL at this point. The three, yep. All have to pick a captain, not name Muhammad Salah. Uh So look at your teams currently, (laughs) and I want 
within the next 10 seconds for you to tell me who you're going to captain. Well, can I tell I'll you a story? I'll buy you a little time. Oh, okay. All right. Brian, real quick. Bachman against away at Newcastle or Ramsdale at Tottenham? Just um, saying that because it's a lot of – look, Ramsdale, a lot of people own Ramsdale right now. And so it's like – you know, do you just play him? I mean, there's been times before in the past, like, I played him against City. I'm like, you know what? Screw it. He, 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 he might make 10 saves today, you know? Um, what are your what are your thoughts on that? His ownership's 18.7%. It's pretty high. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't hate playing Bachman at all. I mean, I think this past week shows you why. I mean, he made nine saves in a 1-0 loss to Spurs. Yeah. And if he's going to be when I mean, if Watford stinks, which they, I mean, defensively they've been so terrible. They did put it together enough to, I mean, that's the flukiest end of the match goal. I mean, I think, uh, I think it was Robbie Musto at the end of that match. You know, when the question is like, did did Spurs deserve that win? And it's like, not really. Yeah. I mean, it really should have ended nil-nil. Right. I mean, that Sanchez well, I knew, that I had, Sanchez header was so late. I brought Sanchez in because I knew he would score that. Yeah, yeah. and it's a brilliant move on Thank your you. part. I'm glad. I mean, good for you not <laughs> yes. sharing that with Appreciate anyone. Because it's a smart, smart move. All right. Bachman at 4.3 is a crazy. That's crazy. To have a starter that you know right now. I mean, you really want to you want a wild card right now? Why not just make Ben Foster and Bachman your goalkeepers? For sure. Save massive money. Oh, my gosh. 4.3 and 4.0 for, for your goalkeepers. Scott, who are you captaining? Can I tell you a story before I tell you? <laughs> it, it's going to lead into who I'm captaining. Okay. Yes, absolutely, then. Of course, the one week, the one game week so far this season that I have forgotten, legit forgotten, to post my lineup on Instagram prior to the locking of the lineups it would be the game week where I decide to play my triple captain. Now, one thing that I decided... I forgot about that. One one decision that I made, and I will hold to this until the day that I die or this podcast dies, whichever comes first, <laughs> is that all chips are overrated. Period. They're okay. overrated. I became convinced of this when I was underwhelmed by the second free hit that I received for this particular season. Okay. All chips are overrated. Now, that could be colored by the fact that I've never really once gotten a big hit on any chip. Okay. But either way, they're all overrated. With that said, I am currently sitting on a triple captain for game week 21, the game week that is in process, and my triple captain is Jared Bowen. That's smart. Great, listen, great. That's a great choice. Salah played in game week twenty-one, and I still captained Jared Bowen. Well, he's Triple got captain. he's got a double match week. One of them against against Norwich. Yep, and Bowen gave you a five, gave me a five, which turned into a fifteen as I am sitting here with sure. the Norwich match. So you're already ahead because so uh, at times just getting anything on a triple captain feels like a yeah, victory. Yeah, I right? agree. So, so you're already ahead. I feel good knowing that it's 15 with Norwich still to play. For sure. And Ben Rama's not playing now for West Ham in this match. So yeah. So I mean, that just only increases Bowen's minutes or likelihood for minutes, in yeah. my opinion. And the fact that it didn't just happen right away in this week, that it's still yet to come. There's a big gap in time. So I feel like yeah. it's a that's right. It says like peak rested West Ham. Yes. So I'm almost certainly going to transfer out Salah and Ben Rama at a cost of negative four 
but just to get a squad playing. Because in addition to those two red triangles, I have Liveramento, Foden, and Watkins all on yellow triangles. Uh, the same Christmas tree Brian was looking at with his squad. Yeah. And so with that in mind, I don't know exactly who I'm going to go to. I'm not worried about Foden. I I don't I think Foden got a yellow triangle because the fact that he had just played and then didn't. and then gets a yellow triangle and it's he just it's the turnaround was too quick. Wait, I'm not, wait. I'm not does wor- it say with the yellow triangle does it give a reason as COVID party? Hold on, I'm looking. No, <laughs> no, it's not. Lack of match fitness. Yeah, it, that is, that's a that entirely that is a complete that is entirely, up, that is a, entirely a Pep Guardiola answer. No, that is a that is code not, for COVID party. He was not. He was Lack not, of match fitness. Not, not fit enough to make the team. He was Grealished. Yeah, Walkered. Uh, they went to the Kyle Walker School of COVID regulations. <laughs> all right. All right, all that to say, all the best matchup say, in Game Week 22 is still Jared Bowen. Yeah, it's it's West Ham home to Leeds. I don't know if that's... It's going to be a really okay. tough one to get I would past. like to throw this out there. Yeah. Jota, home to Brentford. Yeah. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. You're talking about a Jota who typically plays with Salon Mane. You have to remember, soccer, as a weak link sport, thank you, Malcolm Gladwell, does not mean that all of a sudden with Salon Mane out in that Liverpool front three that Jota is the runaway favorite to all of a sudden score all the goals that Salon Mane would normally score. No. Liverpool's front three will be weakened by the fact that it's going to be probably Minamino, maybe... Origi. Origi, maybe... Maybe Ox. Who who knows who's going to be playing up there? Firmino up there with him. And so, Heck, Adam Lallana might be back and be <laughs> kicking around up there. So, no, Jota is going to be less of an attractive option minus Salah and Mane than he is without them. All right, answer the burning question for non-Jota owners. Is there any reason to rush to bring him in knowing that lots of people certainly are? To own Jota? If you you do not own, own Jota right now. percent Any reason to rush to get him, <sighs> despite what looks like a great matchup home to Brent- Brentford? No. Okay. I have him. I'm going to keep him. I'm going to play him. I'm going to hope for the best. Right. And again, I'm assuming we're, you're speaking of people who are still paying attention and actually play. Right, right, probably already yeah. have him. Yeah, yeah. However, okay. Just want to make that. Yep. So Jared Bowen's my choice as I sit here. But remember, all chips are overrated. I just feel like the game's going to be at Anfield. Anfield's going to be rolling. And Jota, Jota might have a hat trick. That's what Liverpool's like. in the bottom half like. of the club mojo table with Chelsea. Uh, no, no, they're not. Yes, they are. No, no, had, they're not. They have gotten two points from the last three matches. Yeah, but yeah, but their locker room's fine. Half the time when you're measuring really? club Really? Because mojo. they just asked to postpone the cup match because of COVID. Yeah, COVID, the, lo- COVID, the dressing room is not fine. I'm talking about no one's disputing Klopp. You don't have a player who wants out. You, th- there's no other no, uh, shenanigans going on other than, other than a COVID locker room. It's an which, empty dressing which room. Which at this point we've been dealing with it for two freaking years. So everyone's just used to – it's like whatever. Just, okay, whatever. i got to sit out. Not everyone, days, Dave. Not everyone. Everyone should – Everyone is not you. Uh, fair. But there's a lot of people who see things as I am saying them. Fair. So, bottom line is, I don't think COVID, as a for a club, is as big of an issue as it was two years ago. Sure, but two points in three matches when you're fighting for a title and you fall in 11 points behind Chelsea does affect Club Mojo. Fair. I, maybe we just got to redefine exactly what we each individually <laughs> mean by Club Mojo. So, 
<laughs> so this is still a working uh, a working metric. for sure. All right. Anyways, bottom line is, I feel like Liverpool as a football club, yes, do they they would have loved to have the results better. They haven't had the results that good in the last three or four match weeks. Could those have been better? Yes, but as a whole, in the locker room, there's no beef in the locker room. There's no, no one's wondering if Klopp's got three more games. Like, you know, it's no, not, but we just it's lost a total opposite. Three of, starters, two and a half starters to yeah, Afcon. They'll be gone for two weeks. Yeah, again, I'm not going to let you say we lost them to Afcon. Like, but Dave, they're going to be gone for two weeks. I get it. But those are two big weeks coming off of three rough matches. And arguably, they're missing the two best players that anyone is missing in the league. If you want to argue Ed no. Mendy is above no. Mane, maybe. No, that, but he's easily he's, – he can be replaced easier. Sal and Mane are the two biggest losses in the entire Premier League that's, that's for the fair. next month. That's fair. That's yeah, fair. for sure. That's fair. And that's why I don't think Jota is a guy to rush to get. Yeah, he'll start, but that left front three is not going to perform as well. All right. That being said, I got Jared Bowen, Antonio, and Sufal. I should, you know, captain one of them, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah Tra- captain Sufal. Trent Alexander Arnold, maybe. <laughs> Anyways, all right, Brian, quick captain, and then we need to wrap um, this thing up. No, I, I don't. I, I feel like it'll be kind of a, a runaway a for the Bowen. for the West Ham guys. It'll yeah. be one or the other. I I'm agree. guessing more people will captain Antonio. Uh, knowing, I think more people would have captained even Antonio. I captained Bowen. That doesn't uh, make also, sense. Captain the midfielder over the forward. I There's just, more potential for points from the midfielder, well, I mean, especially you, one who scores. Right. That's like even this week, if you had triple captain Antonio, you'd have 21 instead of 15. So. Uh, that's true. That's fair. Um, but I'm just saying, like, well, yeah, on, on a on a good Jared Bowen day, yeah, I think he's going to yeah, He's going to do more than would, Antonio. His ceiling's higher. More than Antonio, but then again, like, Antonio has a was what did he do four goals a couple like a year ago or something like that one toward the end of the year Antonio I mean, he's, he's does got, have hat trick potential yeah I mean Antonio who Bowen was it? does I, not have hat trick I potential. think it was against Norwich Might maybe it's two years ago of course it was where he, Look, I'll where say he just this. blew him up but it's just like this is a it's a plus matchup for them as we go to wrap this this pot up uh, the obvious choice here for anyone not with Salah being gone is captaining. Uh, James Ward Prowse in the middle of his <laughs> midseason run, Scott, as yeah. he is at Wolves. Uh, I can't make you do that, but can you please do that? Wow. If no, uh, if you had, I don't I have mean, the stones. I don't have the John Stones for that. <laughs> All right, make him your no, vice. Then. I just think if you had, I mean, if you had, uh, that's what the vice captain's for, anyway. It's it's the guy you want to captain with your heart, but don't have the stones to actually. Yeah, captain. that's fair. I mean, I probably people that have Ronaldo just because he's owned a lot, and people. Want to captain a guy with the name? I mean, I think Ronaldo will be captained a ton against uh, Villa. I think it's going to look green on their matchup rating system. So I think Ronaldo will be an extremely popular captain going into uh, game week 22. So it's not a terrible. It's not a terrible choice for no, sure. It's not. Um, but I think you're avoiding the city guys. I don't. I mean. Who owns Leicester players now? You feel like if I mean you want to go nuts, Captain uh, Captain Josh King or somebody that you have from Watford against Newcastle. Uh, tons of people are going back to Dominic Calvert Lewin. Calvert Lewin skied a penalty, so Calvert Lewin's a penalty. He should have been right. on. 
He's he, they play Norwich. I mean, there's there's a guy that's extremely popular as a choice right now. I mean, that's a, I was thinking about maybe bringing him in for that exact reason. Everton's run of matches is pretty decent coming up, so right. I, there are some options. Well, gentlemen, thank you for uh, largely letting me drive us through this episode. Uh, just a quick note regarding our programming as we kick off a new calendar year. Uh, this will be my last show for a while. Not forever, hopefully, uh, but definitely for You'll a little while. You'll be back after AFCON? I am. T- <laughs> I'm, on, AFCON off? I'm officially on international <laughs> duty. Thank you very much. Okay. I'll be back hopefully February 10th. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Perfect. Perfect. Well, very well said. We will uh, miss you for sure. Look, I just want to throw this out there. I in our mini mini league, I'm chasing league Diane, and she her current overall rank is in the top uh, six thousand. That's She's fantastic. Five thousand five hundred and ninety five. Go get first, Diane, and, and that's the person I'm I'm trying to chase. Yeah, why yeah, not? Forget about it, right? Like second place, might as well feel like fourth place in the Premier League. Like you get you get the Champions <laughs> League. That's what it feels like at this point. Hey, maybe you'll get her in the cup. Oh, wow. You're going to you're just going to have to you're just going to have to have basically the template that she's running on and just pick some differentials. This is the, this is the start of that time, Dave. We have a lot of similar players. Uh Yeah. She's got uh Hugo Lloris. I thought was interesting as her current goalkeeper. So She's a Spurs. She's well, she is on she the is Spurs. Spurs. She's a true, a true Spurs fan, a true Spurs believer. She does have one Arsenal Unlike player. me who only wears the a shirt that I got uh, from some online Maybe source. you need to take some notes, Brent. Mm, I guess. <laughs> All right. Well, Scott, we will miss you. Uh, we uh, wish you well on your return back after your leave of absence. Unfortunately, Brian, people have to listen to us for a few weeks. Yeah, I wonder how that's going to go. Yeah, it'll probably go like crap. For the <laughs> FBL America podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time. <laughs>